All right, clock him. What was his time? E 37 seconds, sir. Are you kidding me? That's like seven seconds off the rest of the field. You know what that means. Oh, great. Another field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field as well as the bottom of the playlist. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. We just had our third race of the playoffs in the book, which means round one is done and a group of 16 has been reduced now to a group of 12 and the points will be reset based on how much points they have accumulated as far as playoffs go. And uh, the race at Bristol was absolutely fun. It was a really good race. Um, this is everything that Richmond should be. Uh, little cautions, but still action pack, and we can't get that at Richmond. But hey, at least we got it in Bristol. But today is September 21st. You know what that means. It is time to look into NASCAR history and see what has happened on this date and who's been victorious on September 21st. First, starting off with Martin Trex Jr. He actually won on September 21st last year at Richmond Raceway where he was able to edge off Kyle Busch who led 202 laps in this race. Martin Trex Jr. was able to win the race even after getting spun out by Ricky Stenhouse. A few years back, we got Joey Logano getting the victory at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. He led 73 laps. One of the closest contenders they had was his partner Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick. He was able to get the victory and also go into the finals of the 2014 playoffs. However, he finished fourth due to some pit road errors. Then we moved back six years back in 2008 where Greg Biffle, driver of the number 16, Jack Roush at the time, was able to get the victory at Dover International Speedway, where he led only 29 laps, was able to edge out his two partners, which were Mac Kenseth and Concrete Carl Edwards. He finished third in the point standings. Jimmy Johnson was the one who won the championship. Staying with Dover International Speedway, we have back in 2003, Ryan Newman getting the victory, leading 106 laps, edging out Tony Stewart, who drove the number 20 for Joe Gibbs, and then Kevin Harvick driving the number 29 machine. Ryan Newman at this time was with Roger Penske. This was by far one of his best seasons he ever had. He had eight victories in total in the 2003 season. The only season to come even close to this was 2004, where he got two victories. Every other season, he's only had one victory in each of them. And then going back to 1997, we have Mark Martin getting the victory at Dover Downs International Speedway. That's what it used to be called. He was able to edge out Dale Earnhardt and Kyle Petty. He also was driving for Jack Roush Racing and finished third overall in the 1997 Cup Championship. Jeff Gordon won that year. It's kind of very interesting looking back on the history here because out of these five winners on this date, none of them finished better than third in points. All of them finished third or fourth. So you definitely don't want to win on this date in particular because you're going to finish either third or fourth in the points, which means you're going to do the worst at the championship finale. But enough of all that. Let's get into it. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Let's first get started with the final results at Bristol Motor Speedway. All right, 
right, let's cover some quick notes here. We had over 500 laps run here at Bristol, and there was 14 lead changes amongst eight different drivers, and we only had five cautions for 50 laps, so not too much of a wreck fest, but still a good action-packed race. There was only six cars left in the lead lap, and it turned out in the end, it was Kevin Harvick who was the strongest contender here at Bristol Motor Speedway, because he got the victory after leading 226 laps. Congratulations to the number four of Kevin Harvick. He gets his ninth win of the season in 2020. Finishing second, we have the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Finishing third is his teammate and a non-playoff contender, the number 20 of Eric Jones. Finishing fourth is the top finishing rookie, number eight of Tyler Reddick. Finishing fifth, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Finishing sixth is the number 14 of Clint Boyer. Finishing seventh, we have the number nine of Chase Elliott. Finishing eighth is the number 17 of Chris Buescher. Finishing ninth is the number 37 of Ryan Priest. Good run for him. And rounding out the top 10, the number 34 of Michael McDowell. There was actually five non-playoff contenders who finished in the top 10. That's how crazy this finish was. Finishing 11th, we have the number 22 of Joey Logano. 12th place was the number 3 of Austin Dillon. Finishing 13th is the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing 14th, we have the number 42 of Matt Kenseth. Finishing 15th is the number 1 of Kurt Busch. Finishing 16th is the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Finishing 17th is the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson. Finishing 18th is the number 13 of Ty Dillon. Finishing 19th is the number 21 of Matty Bandetto. And rounding out the top 20, another rookie, the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. Here are some noticeable drivers who finished outside the top 20. Finishing 21st, we have Denny Hamlin in the number 11 machine. Got some damage earlier in the race and was never able to recover. Same with Cole Custer in the number 41 machine. He finishes 23rd. The number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. had a loose wheel, which cost him quite a few laps. He finishes 24th in this race. And then we have Brad Keselowski losing power steering in the middle of the race. He was able to come back on, but he was already 88 laps down, and he finishes 34th. And the last playoff contender who finished outside the top 20 William Byron in the number 24 gets caught up in an accident with the driver slowing down on the front straightaway and he gets all that damage and he exits the race early only completing 232 laps he finishes 38th and he misses the playoffs other drivers who missed the playoffs was Matt Benedetto. He was he had to basically get a victory, but he missed it. And then as well as Ryan Blaney, kind of in the same situation. And then we had Cole Custer, the only rookie that made it into the playoffs. However, he did not have a strong run compared to everyone else, so he misses it going into the round of 12. The people who are moving on to the round of 12 is Kevin Harvick. He will start off with 3,067 points. Denny Hamlin, the number 11, at 3,048 points. Brad Keselowski at 3,035 points. Joey Logano at 3,022 points. Chase Elliott at 3,021 points. Martin Trex Jr. at 3,016 points. Alex Bowman at 3,009 points. Austin Dillon at 3,005, as well as Eric Amarola. They both have the same amount of points. And then Kyle Busch and Clint Boyer with 3,004 points. And lastly, we have Kurt Busch, driver of the number one. He will start off with 3,001 points. And that is your final results here at Bristol Motor Speedway and the round one of the playoffs. So let's get into some highs and lows coming off of this race. First, starting off with the fans coming back. It was great to see. I think they had 30,000 fans in attendance. So it's finally great to see spectators back in their seats. I don't want a full stadium quite yet because the worst thing that could happen is COVID just spikes up and then everyone's going to point the finger at NASCAR. Oh, those imbeciles don't know how to treat a virus. I don't want to deal with that. But it was still really cool to see the fans out there in attendance. And also the action-packed finish. Even though there was only six cars that finished on the lead lap, 
Yeah, you heard me right. It was still a great finish. We had three cars in contention to win the race. Kyle Busch was doing everything he could to get past Kevin Harvick. He did get past him at one point, but then good old Joey Logano screwed him over, and he got past once again. And then we had Eric Jones come into the picture. In the last few laps, he wasn't able to make a pass, but he was going to be there if those guys made a mistake. And that's what I want from a Bristol race. I want a good action-packed finish, and we seem to get that a lot when it comes to these most recent Bristol races, so I'm perfectly happy with that. Also, there was a lot of bumping and running. That's what Bristol is known for. I know for a while that didn't really exist at Bristol, which was a big heartbreaker, but now it's back and Bristol is one of the top races now to be able to watch during the year. Green flag pit stops happened for the first time ever at Bristol, it feels like. Um, it was kind of cool to really see that. It was showing which drivers were willing to take the risk and Green flag pit stops make an appearance at Bristol for like the first time in ever. Uh, <laughs> you never really hear about that because it's so risky to go down pit road. Even though you're going down half of pit road, which they said 257 times it felt like, you still can go two or three laps down. And that's what happened to some drivers, including Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, as well as some other ones that I can't think of at the moment. I think Jimmy Johnson was another one. They were all running near the front, but since they went down pit road early, it cost them dearly. Should it stay green, it would have been a completely different story for them. But it is what it is. It's kind of cool to see kind of that strategy and that risk-taking and see which drivers could be the biggest advantage and which drivers could drop off the most. And then lastly, the two-lane racing. I like seeing those drivers be able to run on the bottom and top. Most people prefer just the one lane, so they always see continual bumping and running. But since there are a lot more slower cars than there were in most recent years, it's kind of great to have that high line and that low line. And also you can see side-by-side racing at Bristol, which is always fun. So there was quite a few highs going into this race, but there's also a few lows as well. One thing by far is the poor coverage by NBC Sports Network. I I can't stand watching the races on NBC because here's a perfect example. Denny Hamlin ran into the back of Martin Trex Jr., he, he, we showed it like four times in three minutes. And it's like, okay, I get it. We don't get one replay of William Byron running into the back of Christopher Bell that took him out of the playoffs. He was a playoff driver and they didn't even bother to show it. They were just like, wow, that's a, that's a bummer. All right, now moving on to pit stops. It was like, are you kidding me? This was big. The, the, the number 24 car was right there on the cutoff line. That was was making the cutoff so damn important. I, I don't know. I, I just really think that NBC just doesn't really care too much. We'd seen it in the Daytona road course. They went immediately straight to the next segment and just did not care about the race afterwards. And the announcing is just so repetitive. When they find something, they freaking latch onto it. I know that I repeat myself a lot here on the podcast, but... My excuse is it's my first year. I don't see too much of an excuse for these guys who have been doing it for many years. Another low was uh, the cutoff wasn't really that close by the end of the race. I mean, unless Ryan Blaney would come back and win the race, which he really wasn't going to be able to. He was doing good, but not to the state of like Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch or even Chase Elliott. So that was a bit of a bummer. We we knew who was going to make it in in the final 50 laps. So there was not really too much of concern there. And that's what I really like about these cutoff races is just that tension. And we had it at the beginning, don't get me wrong. But I like it throughout the entire race because you just don't know who's going to make it in. 
Also, slow cars are just way so slow right now. It's not even funny. Like, there's a huge difference between the top runners and the people who are filling in the fields. Like, I know I say that I'm seven seconds off the pace, but these guys legit feel like they're seven seconds off the pace. It is unbelievable how slow drivers like Joey Gasar, James Davison, Timmy Hill, Reed Sorensen, they're just getting past every single lap. And I think this is a big problem because it goes all the way down to the charters and it's now so expensive for people to race in the top series that we're getting none of these new teams and I'm not saying that we need to cut out these lower teams do not do that it makes no sense to do that here in NASCAR what I'm saying is eliminate this dumbass charter and then whenever you guys bring back qualifying that's how you determine who can run the race because if some drivers are just way too off there should be a cutoff line and it could potentially cut the field down to 32 but at the same time it could expand the field to 40 with some potentially good drivers and you know that this says oh well small teams can't compete usually a small team can make it in on qualifying if they're not making it in on qualifying or they're extremely slow to begin with they should be on the track to begin with, I really feel like that it needs to be time that these drivers and these teams start to put more focus into the car so it has more speeds rather than finding a sponsor and then just running around the racetrack, really just slowing everyone down. That's what I personally feel about that. And then lastly, let's just talk about Kyle Busch just bitching about everything. He was very professional in his post-race, which really sucks because I wanted to hear him scream and complain through the microphone. But he did it in the media center. He dropped names. He said, Joey Logano, there's a reason why nobody likes him. I'm sick and tired of Garrick Smithleys and Gases out there. It was just, he's such a whiny prick. And this is why nobody likes Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch just complains, just complains. It's never his fault. It's always someone else's fault and that's why I really don't like Kyle Busch. Yeah he does put on a good show and a lot of people like watching him wreck. That's the great thing about a guy who gets booed. People will come to see him wreck and when Kyle Busch wrecks the whole damn stadium goes nuts. But holy hell, you're in your 30s and you act like you're 13 years old, my man. Please start maturing up and just don't be such a prick when you're doing questions and answers. I know Tony Stewart was a prick, but he was at least a prick to the people asking the questions. Not just like, I hate everyone. I hate you guys. I hate them. I lost and I should have won. That's what it feels like listening to Kyle Busch when he complains in the media center. I just can't stand it. But that's all we got to cover on as far as Bristol Motor Speedway goes. Now it is time to look at our fancy picks and see which drivers did really good for us and which drivers let us down. So last episode, we kind of touched on all the playoff drivers as well as some non-playoff drivers who could do potentially well in this race. And by the looks of it, it was really kind of 50-50 everywhere we look. Uh, Most races, we can at least pinpoint the top dogs at the very least, but we couldn't really get that in this race. It was kind of interesting on that one. Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch were without a doubt top dogs, so hopefully you guys put them on your list because they were the second and third best. Brad Keselowski completely let us down, but he was running really well in the race. It was just the power steering that really kind of screwed him over. You can't run Bristol without power steering. There's just no way. My arms would be killing me. I'd be jacked, but I'm not going to be finishing well in that race. Denny Hamlin with his damage. Denny Hamlin has been struggling this first round. It's kind of reminding me of Kyle Busch last year, but Kyle Busch was able to seal the deal. 
Denny Hamlin is no longer the strongest contender. It's without a doubt Kevin Harvick. So let's see what he can do in round two. But if it's anything like round one, he might lose all his points that he accumulated throughout the regular season. Then we have Joey Logano in the number 22 machine getting 35 points. That's a that's a good area for him. I said on average he would score right around there, and that's exactly what he did. Then moving on to the top 10 guys, we got Clint Boyer in the number 14. Uh, he did exactly what we thought he would do, get a top 10. He's so consistent at Bristol with a sixth place finish. We're happy with that. He gave us a good solid 34 points. Then Kevin Harvick, I said he was a top 10 guy. I completely missed the ball on that one. He was the top dog by far, and Kevin Harvick should be on your list for at least one race next week. But the other two races, I feel for certain that he won't be. But this one I missed, so hey, maybe he's going to be good at those other ones. I don't know. Moving on, we got uh, the number one of Kurt Busch. He was another guy who should have finished in the top 10, but he got some problems on pit road with a wheel. But he did get a few stage points, so he got 33 points. Not too bad for a top 10 guy. Martin Trex Jr. was the biggest letdown out of these guys. I mean, he had that loose wheel and he was never able to recover. Only 13 points. I felt like this was going to be a race that he would struggle the most with. And unfortunately, it did happen. He should be able to bounce back next week. But this one was a little bit of a rough one. And then I said to either choose Austin Dillon or Alex Bowman as your next top 10 guy. Alex Bowman was the way to go. He scored 33 points. But if you went with Austin Dillon, that wasn't too bad of a spot either. Because he scored 26 points. He wasn't definitely the third or fourth pick. But he was more of your fifth pick and 26 points for your fifth guy that's pretty good so moving on finally we have our dark horses I said either pick Ryan Blaney or Matt DiBandetto because these guys are going to be going for balls to the wall that's exactly what they did and they finished around the middle they're both eliminated at this point. Uh, Ryan Blaine scored 24. Matty Bandetto, 18. Eh, not that well. Eric Jones was the best dark horse to go with as he was able to score 36 points. And actually, so was Eric Amarola. He scored 36 points as well. He did really good at the Bristol race. And I did not feel like he was going to do good at all. But stayed on the lead lap by far, doing what he needed to do, running top 10. And he actually finished in his top 5. Cole Custer and William Byron, they didn't do anything for us. And then Jimmy Johnson, this is like Jimmy Johnson of 2020. He'll run in the top 10, maybe even sometimes in the top five, and then he will finish 17th or 18th. And he did it once again. Another great car, finishing 17th. I don't know how Jimmy Johnson does this, but it is what it is. This is just a horrible season for Jimmy Johnson. But that's the final results for that. Our top three guys were Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch. So if you had all three of those guys on your list, bravo. Very well done. And then the other guys would be Eric Jones, Eric Amarola, and then finally, I think Joey Logano. So honestly, if you would have went with two top dogs, two top tens, and two dark horses, you could get the top six. So that's why we do it like that because you never know who's going to be the most impressive. But now moving on to my favorite segment because it's the most competitive segment on this entire episode, and that is which observer was the best? Was it me, yours truly, Crazy Corrado, or Mechanical Manny? Okay, I feel the tingling in my balls. I have to see if I finally got a victory after, what is it, like six weeks? So let's get into it. First, starting off with me, we already know who I went with. I went with the Bush brothers and then Clint Boyer, Austin Dillon, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott. All of them did surprisingly really well for me. I kind of wish that Ryan Blaney or Austin Dillon did a little bit better, but those were my fifth and sixth picks, so beggars can't be choosers. Moving on to Crazy Corrado, he was a little similar with me. He also went with Kyle Busch. If you did not go with Kyle Busch at Bristol, what the hell's wrong with you? He also went with Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, and Eric Jones. 
really good job on Eric Jones as your dark horse. The ones that let you down was really Brad Keselowski and Jimmy Johnson, but luckily you get to eliminate the sixth guy. Moving on lastly to Mechanical Manny, he also had Kyle Busch, he also had Kurt Busch, again Brad Keselowski, Jimmy Johnson, William Byron, and Austin Dillon. Yeah, he kind of really did really bad. I I, I don't think we got to really look more into Mechanical Manny because Mechanical Manny, you safely got the bronze medal. You scored 140 points. <laughs> Sorry. You had William Byron, Brad Keselowski, and Jimmy Johnson kind of gave you the screw down. You can't really win with that one. But now it is time to see who is the best out of the observers. Does Crazy Corrado get another victory over me and I cry? like Kyle Busch did in the media center. Let's find out. Your winner by a mere four points and with bragging rights going into the round of two goes to Vanilla Wafers with a score of 195 compared to Crazy Corrado's 191. I'm back on top, bitches. Oh yeah. Another victory for me. I'm the champ. You can't hold me down. Yeah, I know it took me six weeks to finally gloat like an ass, but still at the same time, this was a long time coming. I was so close for so long and now I am back on top. I now feel comfortable with who I am and giving you guys results because I felt like me continually finishing third place was really bad for the show. So thank God that I've made the right picks for this week and I can at least go with, to Las Vegas with a little bit more confidence. So I'm going to take this victory and I'm going to make fun of Crazy Corrado and Mechanical Manny so bad off the air. You don't, you have no idea and watch them come back with vengeance next week. But congratulations to those guys. Uh, Crazy Corrado did really good. Mechanical Manny just had horrible luck. But I now sit here with eight victories. I'm just as good as Kevin Harvick. Now, Kevin Harvick also has 36 competitors and uh, he's actually a race car driver. I'm just a guy who just complains over the internet but still i am going to compare myself to this guy that's right a field filler is just as good as kevin harvick i just need to win at las vegas and he doesn't need to so let's see how they do starting off with the first race at las vegas for the round of 12 and for now i am going to enjoy my bragging rights for the next week And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Do remember that we will be tuning back on on Thursday to go over our fantasy picks for Las Vegas to start the second round of the playoffs. It should be pretty interesting to see which drivers are considered the best and which drivers are the best to stay away from. And it's going to be also quite interesting to see which drivers will move on to the round of eight. I got people like Kyle Busch and Kurt Busch, both really good drivers, missing it out going into the round of eight compared to the tracks ahead. So it will be very interesting. We'll go more into that. And then hopefully we have more silly season information for the 2021 season. I really feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up within the next week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. But overall, guys, Thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>